Coming to you live from a house in Pasadena, I present to you a podcast you didn't even know was so great until you heard it right now. I give it over to Nick Brazi for the spectacular... Oh, shit. And that's a great lead-in for another episode of Let's Rewatch. This, of course, is the show where we uh, we all like to get together, watch some of those movies that we loved in our youth, and we get to see if they're actually still any good for a modern viewing perspective. So first, uh, let's introduce our regulars. Of course, I'm Nick. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. I'm Brett. I am this. And that's Bryce. And we're joined by a special guest this time around. His name is Dalex Miller. Hey. Dalex is an improv comedian and uh, overall just hilarious freaking dude who knows a lot about movies. Or so we're told. So that is funny. really flattering. Thank and, you guys for that info. And one of the hosts of TurtleCom. TurtleCom. So he's a veteran podcaster as well. It's also a, a part of Roadies, a musical improv group here in L.A. These are all true allegations. If I were in a court of law, I would be guilty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's fact. I, I do podcast. Uh, I've taken about a six-month break from doing TurtleCom to travel the world, a.k.a. the United States. Um, same thing, right? Same damn thing. <laughs> and, uh, I actually went to New York and kind of got back to my roots, so to speak, even though I had never been to New York for like a good amount of time. Uh, I spent two weeks there squatting on a hostel that I was not paying for and like trying to figure so out. So homeless. I was essentially homeless in New York. It was cool. Yes. When you think of your roots, do you think living in a sewer and practicing ninjutsu? Because I'm not sure that's that is actually correct. you. Yeah, that's that's actually me to a T. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, if the guy slides the pizza through the sewer gratings, you're all set. You know, if they say it's over 30 minutes, it's don't pay for late pee. I don't remember the quote. <laughs> I, yes, it is a, it is a dandy treat. Uh, yeah. So TurtleCom podcast, it's great. Check it out on iTunes. Uh, we love doing it and we're going to come back to it with full force very soon. Roadies is performing regularly in Hollywood. If you live here, we'd love to have you out. Um, check out our Facebook page. It's a great show. That is so incredibly Super kind of you to say. I and love you can that. see a couple recordings of Roadies on Laughstash. That's true. Laughstash TV on YouTube. You guys were so kind to come out. And if you ever want to come back and record us again, please do. <laughs> oh, I do. Just let me know. Um, great. We have a show on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well. uh, and so now we're going to get a little taste of how uh, awesome Daleks can be um, as we talk about this movie that he's brought to the table for us, which is 1999's Mystery yes. Men. Oh man! Party so, like it's nineteen ninety-nine. So what is that? God, that's <laughs> that's sixteen years ago now. Wow, sixteen? How time? Wait, are you? No, that's not right. Really? That's yeah, how long? Nineteen ninety-nine was, was, was sixteen years ago. It's yeah. true. 16? The math is not difficult to understand because yeah. it probably came out in like this, like the late summer of ninety-nine, if I remember oh, right. Oh, I feel really old, guys. Yeah, you're feeling old. Dude. So, Mystery Men was uh, directed by a guy named Kinka Usher, who is a big commercial director. He has literally directed no feature films before or after Mystery <laughs> Men. Oh, <no. laughs> so, you probably don't know him from a lot of your favorite movies. Um, I wish I knew which commercials he's done, because apparently sure. that's his main jam. Source of income. Yeah. 
So, but he apparently did not like making movies after this. No, probably the studio did not like him making movies. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. really aren't setting this movie up yeah, for success right not now. Good. Okay, not good let right me now. tell you something. But, um, I am so excited about this movie because when I first saw the trailer for this movie, yes, I still remember the moment when I first saw this trailer, even though I was only probably 15 years of age. And I was because I was born in 84. Don't tell anybody. Actually, I wish that that was stricken <laughs> from the record. I don't want anybody to know. Because when I get jobs later as an actor, I don't want people to know how old I am. But I'm fucked now. I've already said it. They won't anyway, listen to this. Anyway, late 90s, I was a teenager. And I saw the trailer for this movie and another movie. I think it was Ice Age. I could be wrong. And my best friend leaned over and was like, that's going to be awesome. And I was like, it looks stupid because I didn't know what the title was yet. And they drop in the M, M in like these metallic like letters and stuff that looked more like the Mario Brothers logo yeah. of the movie, obviously not the video game series. And I thought it was a Marilyn Manson movie immediately. And I was like, oh, this is going to be stupid because at the time, <laughs> at the time I didn't have good taste in is music. Is still or starring as Marilyn Manson? Right, I know. Uh, and actually, Marilyn Manson's awesome. And uh, I had to grow to know that. But I didn't know it at the time, and I had no interest in seeing this movie. And then when we, hey, went, we don't want to get it, off on any tangents. Here. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I went and saw it. It was fucking incredible. So I'm so excited to like watch this movie again with you guys. Did it leave like a lasting impression on you? Okay, I went as one of the characters <laughs> for Halloween the following oh, year. I thought you said you went to the premiere of this movie just as <laughs> one of the one characters. Of the character. <laughs> that would be amazing. Which I character? Did not. Uh, should I spoil it? Can I say it at this point? Yeah, you can say so. the name. Okay. Wait, I don't know anything about this movie. Well, well it won't spoil anything, Yeah, you actually. could say the name of the character. My f my best friend Casey went as the shoveler, oh, and man. I was the blue Raja. Nice. Ooh. And I had a I cape, and I had forks, and everything was awesome. Wow. So I think that brings us to, like, Sam, you haven't seen the movie? I didn't even know Ben Stiller was in this until Nick said it a couple times ago. He is in this ago. movie. And, you know, I'm going to intentionally avoid seeing any of the actors in this movie because it's got a pretty astounding cast okay. yeah, that I really want to does. just unroll I as you I have to interject again because this movie like should half of my never... Yeah. This movie should never have been made just based on the budget for the cast alone. I did see a little thing where Janine Garofalo turned this movie down and then oh. she saw two other actors who were in the movie and she changed her mind. There wow. are so many people in this goddamn movie. You, you're going to flip your lids. Second yeah. Janine Garofalo movie for our podcast. Wait, 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 who's that? You heard me. What was your first Janine Grabolo? Janine Garofalo's last name only has two syllables when I It's really it. hard to say. <laughs> if you uh -oh. end it and start it correctly, everyone will know what you mean. Well, I tried, Sam, but but Nick fucking called me out on that bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to let you get away with that. Yeah. I feel like she's the only Janine. That was your Adele disease yeah. moment. Thanks. Dude, which except you yeah. weren't like presenting her award, so yeah. you've never oh. seen the movie, Sam. Yeah, those are my thoughts. I know nothing. I am Jon Snow on this movie. I don't know shit about it, mm -hmm. uh, except the title and apparently Ben Stiller and maybe Jean Garofalo. <laughs> well, Thank I'll, you. I'll give you just a tiny bit of backstory that will not affect the movie whatsoever, but I find kind of fascinating. This movie, in a way, is sort of like Office Space in yes. that. There's a comic book character that was fairly popular, and instead of making a movie about that comic book character, they made a movie about a few background characters. So with Office Space, there was that comic strip, Milton. And Wait, so, really? 
Yeah. Yeah, what? yeah. Office Space was all about Milton, but <laughs> when they made that. the movie, they thought, well, we can't carry a whole movie based on Milton. So they just kind of made him a background character. For Mystery Men, there was a comic book called The Flaming Carrot. I love this comic book. Kevin Eastman, creator of co-creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, also loves The Flaming Carrot. Continue. Excellent. So they they thought, you know, let's make a movie, but they eh, couldn't really carry that with The Flaming Carrot. But there was, uh, I guess, a part, like a story arc in The Flaming Carrot where he was part of The Mystery Men, which featured uh, Mr. Furious and The Shoveler and a bunch of others. So they ended up making a movie about Mystery Men. It had not all of the same characters, but a few of the same characters. So I think that's that's kind of fascinating. The Flaming Carrot doesn't even show up in this movie. Not even remotely. The closest we get is Pencilhead and Son of Pencilhead, and they don't count. <laughs> and I guess Captain, was it Captain Amazing or Captain Fabulous? It's Captain Amazing, played so by an awesome actor that you'll see in a minute. And I think he kind of is like the role of what Flaming Carrot would have been. I guess I in know. like personality-wise, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but with all physical regard to it, no. But yeah, I, I kind of see where like the personality comes into play there. Yeah, so this is a, a movie about those background characters kind of you know, running the whole deal. Um, of course, our, our big star here is Ben Stiller. And this would have been the year after There's Something About Mary and two years before Zoolander. So this was like right when... When Ben's, he was kind of rising star. Yeah, he was the hot shit for a minute right then. Like, he's still awesome, but that was like the boiling point for Ben See, Stiller. I, I, have a, I have a thought about this because uh, with the exception of Zoolander, uh, Ben Stiller's never been the draw in any movie I've seen of his. Like... There's something about Mary. For you or... Like for me. For, for you. Me. Yeah. Because yeah, something about Mary, it's really about what's her butt. Like that, she, w- for Diaz? me, was the draw for that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the uh, hair thing. The hair thing. Absolutely. Like, that was, oh. that was, that was, but God. it was funny. It's and, his like, story, but it's not. It's funny to a teenager. He was not the draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's become more the behind the scenes guy. You know, he's directing now and, True. Um, you know, he's worked with, with Dan Harmon. Um, he was, uh, the producer behind Heat Vision and Jack. If you, if you ever want to put forth a little effort, that was a, a pilot episode for a show that did not get picked up. You would love it, Daleks. It okay. was, um, Jack Black stars as an astronaut who goes Ugh. into space. He gets like super intelligent powers. He comes back to Earth. His partner is an intelligent motorcycle voiced by Owen Wilson. Oh, you did tell me about this. Yeah. It's like, it feels a little bit like Kit relationship and yeah. David Hesloff. And when the sun goes down, he loses his super intelligence. <laughs> You would have to do some like deep web searching to find it. There's only one episode, and it's fucking. Brilliant. It's not so deep anymore. It was a big thing on uh, Dig a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, recently. Yeah, I feel like yeah, the Harmontown documentary it. mentioned this, right? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So before we check out Mystery Men, uh, let's talk about what our expectations are. So Sam, you don't have a lot of expectations because you haven't nothing. Okay. Ben Stiller. <laughs> right That's it? I don't know. so i i have a memory of really 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 loving this movie um but i also have seen it quasi recently and felt that it wasn't as great as i remembered then so i don't know that i'm going to be so jazzed about this and i think that maybe part of it is i'm burnt out on there's a concept that this movie introduced was these are superheroes who have no business being superheroes mm-hmm. that has been fucking beaten to death in yeah. the past 15 years. 
So, but this was like the first movie to do that. And that's important. You need to go into this movie with that mindset that this concept has not been beaten to death and you've never seen this concept before. That's what I'm like looking forward to is because that was the real big deal about this movie. And I remember as a kid, it was just like, this looks fucking amazing because like yeah okay whatever superheroes are super all the time but like this looks like they're making fun of the whole genre but without but like in a serious tone you know and uh so i mean i remember (laughs) like serious but you know like it was it's not just straight up yuck yuck all the time because wasn't this around the time period where like the original like hulk and this was this was a full year before we saw sony's release of spider-man okay uh What's his name? To give you some context, they reused sets from this movie for Batman Forever. What? Wow. Holy shit. What? <laughs> that, that's our time period. Wait, wait, wait. They reused sets from Batman Forever for this set. Maybe I have it backwards. Yeah, because Batman Forever was released in like 97, I think. Okay. Then, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the that's the fun thing about what's this viewing is that this movie had no idea like there there was no genre for them to there to, was no marvel cinematic universe no, even in no. thought at this point no. so they were marvel they were was selling off its properties to movie studios in hopes of surviving another decade mm-hmm. exactly and so this is a movie where they're trying to make a superhero movie they're trying to make a comedy and it's all of these like first real stab at it outside of you know tim burton's fucking whack ass right. <laughs> like <laughs> which we all love tim burton for the wrong reasons these days but yes agreed so you remember loving it so i remember super loving this movie i i hope it's still as good as i remember <laughs> ash what do you think you're gonna get out of this i remember absolutely loving this movie when it came out i thought it was hilarious um i honestly don't remember much about the movie but uh, I remember loving it. I remember thinking it was hilarious, thinking it was super funny. Um, and like Brett said, like I think it was, it was like really you have to put yourself in that mindset where it was the first time we were making fun of those genres. So it was kind of like Shaun of the Dead, where Shaun of the Dead was the first time we made fun of zombie movies. So it was kind of the first time we made fun of superhero movies. And do you think it'll sustain? I mean, I hope so. I don't remember enough about the movie to like make a real educated guess, but I remember loving it enough that I feel like it should, yeah. What do you think, Bryce? So I remember the CG in this movie being really awesome. Um, I loved the aliens. They were really cool. Um, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, that neuralizer thing that they had uh to white people's memory which as we all know is you know where the name the mystery man came from because no one can remember them uh at the time i thought that was just brilliant and i think i think it's totally gonna hold up (laughs) all right so daleks you you seem to be a big proponent do you think this is gonna maintain Um, i i hope this blows bryce's mind in the most fantastic of ways uh i have two things to say one is red eyes red eyes red eyes and the second is is that having worked in casting and now having seen this movie multiple times since i just am fascinated by how this movie was ever made yeah how they Uh, got these actors understanding budgets and understanding things like that and just how people will pop into play on a moment's notice and you're like oh my god this person's fucking in this movie and then it, just the constant wow of of the people that showed up. So I'm 
Story-wise, I think it stands the test of time. I'm so excited. Are we going to have like that Zoolander moment when you're like, oh my God, David Bowie is in this movie? You kind will of. have, yes, you will have moments of stuff you didn't expect. <gasps> I'm yeah. excited. Like, I, I love this movie. Remember this movie? I was looking at IMDb a few minutes ago. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot he was in this. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to know then. Yeah. I'm excited. You, yeah, you guys are setting the bar pretty fucking high. But there's yeah, a lot of are. stuff I haven't talked about that I remember from this movie. And it's all like people that show up. So, <gasps> but you know, one thing that <laughs> I true. love that I plan to talk about a lot when, after we watch the movie that I want you to look out for, not actors. I'm fucking totally into the car. So pay yes. attention to the car. Um, and we'll talk more about that. So for now, if uh, if you can watch Mystery Men, uh, you should watch Mystery Men. We're going to watch it and Woo! we're going to come back in just a minute and we can all talk about it and see if it holds up. A blast from the 90s past. Superheroes that had no business saving your city. You are tuning into The Mystery Men. Don't make sense not to live for fun. Okay, so we just watched Mystery Men. All right, so uh, what are our uh, our initial reactions? I see a lot of smiles, a lot of giggles. People seem to have a pretty good time. Uh, Brett, what do you think? Oh man! So you get to start. All right, you're I'll just start in my eye line. Uh, gener- generally favorable reviews from me. Uh, although there were some like aggressively unfunny jokes that they tried to <laughs> yes. put in there, yeah. side gags and some? like verbal jokes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like most of the really genuinely funny stuff was like, I, I almost like seemed like an accident. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they kept trying to write in a fart joke, and like just every time the, so the room was just many fart dead jokes. silent but it's weird how like yeah generally i would agree that a whole bunch of fart jokes is really flimsy but somehow at the end of this movie i feel like i enjoyed spleen sure but, and i can't <laughs> explain to you why i liked every part of him except that they kept making him fart you his know, entire super i would really like his to leg, hear you know? that line out of context I enjoy Spleen. But his like his like disgusting, like wet, snivelly, pimply face yeah. and like that that, that that way he was talking, it was like it was hilarious. Well, I didn't but, get it until I saw it this time that he's locked in that adolescent state. Like he's locked as a teenager when he got the curse and yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that before. I find it interesting that like somebody had to have approached Pee Wee Herman because I don't remember his real name, but somebody had Paul to Rubens. have approached him. And been like, hey, we have this part where you could be like really flatulent. What do you think? And he was like, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, we talked about this when we saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in kind of a bad way about that time. You know, he was kind of in this weird and, disgrace. And you think taking a he role had been like to this jail. would make it better? Well, he needed work. He was taking the work he could get. And he rocked it. Like he took a bad deal of a role and turned it into gold. I will say he I was pretty impressed with his commitment to the part. How much of your life could you spend being referred to by everyone as Pee Wee Herman before that just becomes your name? I thought it already was. Yeah. Because like is Paul Rubens even his name really? Probably not anymore. So. And you know, even to this day the, and we the the whole like general public had it changed. Yeah. We legally paid that's part of our tax incentive that we <laughs> voted on last year. 
So, to this day, and we just saw the um, uh, B-52s at the county fair. I can't hear Planet Claire playing without thinking of Paul <laughs> Rubens walking into that diner. Like, that's what that song means to me. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that in this movie? Yeah. No, no, when he walked yeah. in, that was the B-52 song, Planet oh. Claire. And even, like, at the concert, I'm, like, thinking of Paul Rubens when they play mm-hmm. that song. Dallas, what did you think? Um, a raucous A++++. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this the first time I watched it. I enjoyed it every subsequent time, time I've watched it on DVD. And I thoroughly enjoyed it watching it again tonight after having not seen it for a couple of years. Uh, a lot of things held up in my mind. The The thing that I always typically gravitate towards in any sort of medium is characters. And you have an abundance of character in this particular feature film. And to the point where it's like people are credited for like little tiny bit roles where they're just like a visual character. And it's just the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, like the, the artist thing, the monk monkey brothers. Yes. The fucking monkey. Like you have Dane cook at an unknown point in his career with like seven lines and like a little like, wow, kind of thing. (laughs) And Doug Jones being a pencil. And it's just like, again, I know that this is early, early, early in these people's careers, but like, it's just it's just a plethora of characters. It's like it, it's like the best part of um, if you took Marvel and dismantled it and put it into <laughs> DC or uh, to Dark Horse Comics, that's what you got out of this movie. It was just such a I, I just fucking love it and and just really really great actors. Like absolutely, there's just so much. And and you guys were clearly having a great time watching Tom Waits. <laughs> oh, just yeah. the little things that he does. That uh, uh he's watching these like. How'd that regulator work? <laughs> just that little like mumbly Tom Waits yeah. thing that he does. It's just so much joy watching that. I don't know, like what I don't know what Tom Waits' first movie was, and I don't know what the thing was that transcended him into like being an actor because whoever made that jump for him, it's just brilliant. I hope it was like I hope it was like a director that was like, you know what who we need for this? Tom Waits and like for think, the producers were like never could that ever happen and then it did happen. I think it might actually have been Francis Ford Coppola when he put him in Dracula. I'm going to look uh, it up right now. That's because that was a revelation when he was in Dracula. Yeah, what character was he in Dracula? Renfield. Dracula's he was the, uh, first-hand man, little slave guy from the insane asylum. Oh, yeah. Totally did not realize that. I, um, I think the success of Tom's performance comes on the fact that he himself and his music and everything that he portrays in life is so eccentric. So we have those moments where he just he is just so like thrown away, and we just have that uh, freckular work, you know? Like that's <laughs> that's the genius of it. Because if he played it big, everything would be lost. It's too much for us because it's like ah, that's expected. But and we have that like a genuine little thing where it's almost a Benicio uh, fucking del Toro. Uh, mumble i tried really hard guys there i fucking bailed on saying his name benicio del toro mumble um it's okay. beautiful here's a beautiful I, I so i just looked up tom waits i was way wrong he was in a lot of movies before dracula what his first role was in a movie called paradise alley and his his character name was mumbles <laughs> right, wow. right as you were saying the word Perfect. mumble my eyes landed How on the word mumbles insane yeah. oh and he was in Rumblefish in 83 so yeah, which also sounds like mumble. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what did you think? You've never seen the movie before. 
I didn't care for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it like landed in this awkward like genre of somewhere between the fifth element and Zoolander yeah. and not quite yeah. taking Production itself. design of fifth element. Yeah. Not quite taking itself as seriously as fifth element, but not quite as ridiculous as Zoolander. Hmm. I don't know. It didn't stick You feel like for it me. didn't quite find its tone? Yeah. I didn't find it funny. You guys might turn on me for this. I legitimately fell asleep during it. Um, I'm sorry. You know, I'm actually really glad that you said that because uh, as much as I I enjoyed watching it and I did have a fun time, and if this film has taught me anything, we need more movies with Eddie Izzard in it with like a sidekick (laughs) with an afro. But they were the most interesting part. Yeah, like that said, I do agree. I didn't find it as funny as I remembered finding it funny. So this is fascinating. Before we did the pod, before we watched the movie, I was saying that I loved, loved, loved it earlier. I've watched it fairly recently and it fell flat for me. This time I was surprised to see like I was really into it. Hmm. And it's weird how like we know that you can love something and then later change the way you feel. But like to go back and forth. That's pretty weird. Yeah, that is weird. weird. Yeah, I was so on board with it. This for the time. ladies, I don't. I don't fault you guys for not liking it because for the ladies, Sam alluded early on that there's not a plethora of strong female characters in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I wanted to talk about. Like the whole deal with Claire Forlani's character is exactly what's wrong with movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. She, her entire point and a, she's a wonderful actor. Agreed. And she's like playing it really well, but she's put in this situation where it's like her entire role is to validate Ben Stiller's character by completely irrationally falling in love with him. Yep. Absolutely. She hates him there's for never a good reason. And there's absolutely in the beginning of the movie, no reason, no for, reason for that change. to even know that they're like dating. Well, no, because the, the disco guys saw her. They did do when, that when little they moment. dropped they had him off. Yeah. Literally but one no, second where they put like, that up. Even then, it's like so out of left field. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's no reason for her to change her mind to decide she loves him. Yeah. And that, I think that honestly, truly, this is probably really funny, but I think that gave me an unhealthy view of relationships as a child watching bullshit like this. Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just bad storytelling and it's unfair to characters and actors like that. Or as you said that Sam pointed out, the first two female characters that we get are like these two girls dressed as Wonder Woman that get into like a fight. And it's just like such a horrible And then the stereotype. third girl is uh, like PMS, PMS girl woman. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so God. awful. It, yeah. And even like the main, the only real like female character is like has no ability of her own. She's just a vice for her dad. Generally, I think that's a good criticism, except for this movie. The point is none of them actually have legitimate powers. Yeah. But at least, like, the guy uses a shovel. Like, it's a dumb superpower. <laughs> at least he can but hit at least with he's it. the one manipulating the shovel. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like it's a bowling ball and it's like she just throws it and it throws it really well. I really love the wife, though. I'm going to say I did yeah. love oh, the yeah. wife. Yeah, Shoveler's she was wife pretty is great. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like, you know, you're you're absolutely right about the bowler, but that moment where like she has her her moment and she catches the ball is like, that's it. Now I'm going back to grad school. That was the deal. <laughs> like I, I really enjoy that moment. I dig it's that. Validated and victorious. So my my memory of this movie uh, before we watched it uh was like, all right, so I remember they catch the superhero guy 
and then they fucking melt him. Uh, <laughs> and in my mind, that happens at the beginning of the movie. 40 and- <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's this gap of like, just like, it wasn't that great from the point yeah. where they captured him to the point where they mounted the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> and like the before and the after was really fun. And like, that's where most of the comedy and all of the action happened. And then the middle of the movie, I already can't remember it. <laughs> yeah. It was a series of them like just getting their ass kicked over and, and like over again. a disco party that just lasted forever. Yeah, <laughs> I love disco. that. Disco is forever. It is disco forever. It's forever. I love that shot where it was like the first shot in the disco room with Eddie Izzard, and it was clearly like Eddie Izzard is going to do this amazing dance number, and yeah. like he just hadn't done Not his homework, really. and so it's like, all right, I can do this, and I can do this, and okay, that's the shot. It's basically the Macarena, but like a little bit, <laughs> a little, a little flair in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like the way that they defeated the bad guy wasn't as funny as I remember. Aside, I was like, okay, whatever. I kept trying to remind myself, like you said, Nick. Like, remember that this is the first mm-hmm. time that this sort of genre kind of happened. But then, then we get to the point where they're going to defeat the bad guy. And he pulls out the waitress and like just the way that they defeated the bad guy, too, was so lame. Mm. I just feel like that was like the worst part of the he whole He found movie. his power. Ugh. His yeah. power was literally just fighting like a regular person. With his really, really bloodshot eyes. He was so fucking whiny <laughs> that he finally like PMS. Like he should have <laughs> been PMS woman. <laughs> what the fuck? And I wouldn't even agree with that, Brett, because his like his power was that he could fight, but he did like ridiculous fight moves, like that, like elbow in the stomach, and then hit, 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 and then like hit the face. Yeah, 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 it was was just really lame. It was really lame. Kind of lame. In the defense of this movie, uh, yes, very lame ending. (laughs) But also, these fucks don't have powers, so (laughs) yeah, you just have to let them like go. Yeah, so. There's some plausibility, but yeah, could they have spiced it up? Could they add a little bit more dash to it? Sure. But yeah. it was There's fun. a lot of fun stuff. It was stuff. definitely yeah. fun. Now, can we talk about <laughs> the, the Smash Mouth? Oh, yes. Which oh, it was, it was so perfect, it, perfectly matching the tone of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meaning it had just come out that fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was just like that time where that song was in too many things. And this oh, yeah, was it was one the trailer them. song. But Wasn't was it also in Shrek? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is the first time we saw this song. And then they were like, it was just, uh, that song became, for that group of five men, a cash cow. And it was just like, yeah. where else do we want to put this so it that we could all retire team. with a lot of cars? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Maybe of- they were really the mystery men. <gasps> I, I was just listening back at our Total Recall episode, and I was talking about a shot that they do specifically for the trailer. And so oh. Bill Macy's entire egg salad speech, mm-hmm. where he's like, we're not the ones they're looking for. We're the other guys. That's for the trailer. You know, that line, like, they clearly put that in the movie just so they could have it in the trailer. Is oh it wrong gosh. of me that I was singing There Goes My Hero and thinking of the movie The Other Guys when that line came up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, for the that brushes. is kind of the point of The Other Guys, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That whole beginning sequence is like... One of my favorite things that I've seen in a long time. The, the, the Rock, the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> one thing that I love about this movie, I kind of alluded to before we recorded, 
is the Herkimer Battle Jitney. <laughs> that thing is so great. Yes. And I fell down a hole doing some research. What? There is a huge debate on the internet about whether the Herkimer Battle Jitney is a real thing or <laughs> whether they came up with it for the movie. Is that and, the thing that they were driving? Yeah, yeah, the big tank. The thing that looks like a Cylon? Yeah. 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 The, uh, I'm quoting Ash on that. Yeah. She's the that greatest first. non-lethal military vehicle ever made. <laughs> It's I mean it's super cool, but like there's people like fighting in forums on the internet. Oh my god! And they're like, oh, it was it was a vehicle that they built during World War II to take senators onto a battlefield so they wouldn't get hurt. And then other people's like, you are an idiot. It's clearly built just for the movie. It doesn't exist anywhere else outside of this. I think it was like number seven of the Cylons. Yeah. Oh, it definitely looks like a Cylon vehicle. Yeah. Herkimer. The Herkimer Battle Jitney. Herkimer. Like, is Jitney a word? <laughs> is that the inspiration for Ermagerd speak? Ermagerd, Ermagerd Battle Jitney. That way too well. That's, That's his uh, inner Muppet coming out. Oh, man. <laughs> I think that this might be one of Greg Kinnear's finest roles up until he landed Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, the oh, small moments where he's just being a total dipshit. Uh, Greg Kinnear should have been bigger. In, he never in life? Quite, oh, yeah, 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 totally. He never quite found the traction that he deserved, I think. It's weird because he's a very watchable, very funny comedic actor, but also has a very strong dramatic side to the point where it's like he doesn't have the charisma that Robin Williams would have, but he should have had some more yeah. standing in his life and yeah he ended up what doing rake for fox and it was like or was it oh fox? yeah and then that show was that was an australian show that we adapted here for the states and it was obviously not supposed to happen mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's like where has he he was in really good in sabrina but i don't think that was very popular Wait, the, so- the remake of sabrina the teenage witch no no no, no. <laughs> it was an audrey hepburn movie oh, they remade yes. with the uh, Harrison Ford and uh Oh my god, right. Greg Kinnear. Oh wow, yeah. yeah it's yeah. great, but it just it wasn't that popular. It's yeah, funny that did. you say that about him because I kind of felt like this is Janine Gruff. <laughs> <laughs> One of her best roles. Personally. Totally. I really enjoyed her in this role. Yeah, it's you know, we kind of had this conversation when we watched Wet Hot American Summer. It's mm-hmm. Janine Garofalo as Janine Garofalo. Yeah, she does kind of play. But it's it's good. Like I enjoy it. This was kind of, for me personally, this was like, you know, back when I originally saw it, when it first came out, this was like the first time I was, I think I was really introduced to her. So this has always been the character for sense. me that, you know, I associate that with. I think my favorite character of hers is the angry veterinarian in Broad City. Oh, oh. I haven't seen that. Yeah. She's hilarious. You know, I, I think as as many great actors as there were here, I mean, William H. Macy is the actor's actor. Like, that dude is one of the best. And What does that mean, the actor's actor? I don't know. It's he, just hyperbole just that I'm throwing out shit there. Up. No, but no, he's, no. Like, he's, he's, he's like somebody who super... studied extensively at the, you know, the Atlantic Theater Company. Or he created the Atlantic Theater Company. And was... He's one of David Mamet's regular of, guys. Exactly. He, I mean, this is a guy that could bust some fucking chops on, on stage. And then to watch him in such a buffoonish mm. role... It's but so he takes enjoyable. It so seriously, and it's like that's and it's where such the, the right way is. to go for that character. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, if he was any other character in the movie, he should have played it more goofy. 
But he did it so right for yeah. that character. That moment when he like turns to his wife and she's like, I might not be here when you come back. And it's he's like, well, have to make. yeah, it's just so brilliant. Yeah. He's, he's so good there. Can we talk about Bayham in the movie too? Oh, yeah. You Michael Bay is one Dallas. of the frat guys. Oh, right, right, right. So great. I didn't know about that until years later after like, you know, he had kind of like gotten a reputation for himself. And I was like, oh, my God, who put Michael Bay in this movie as a frat boy? So if you didn't catch it, the, the frat guy who says, can we take the brewskis? Had, like, the only that's frat Michael boy Bay. with a lion. Yeah. The 40-year-old yes, of frat course boy. you may take the brewskis. Was he like a friend of somebody, you think? I mean, you have to wonder. Well, like somebody at Universal was like, oh, maybe Universal produced well, and my, distributed bad boys. I don't remember. My they were guess like, put is, Mike in this. Wasn't <laughs> Michael Bay a big commercial director before? He was, actually, yes. So maybe he was pals with the director. That would but make he sense. he wasn't an actor. <laughs> like, this, right. this doesn't make much sense. He got his sad card that day. Sometimes you put your <laughs> pals in. <laughs> right. But no, you, had, or, you, know, uh, you know what happened is they showed up for the shoot and they had all the frat guys dressed up. And Michael Bay was there to hang out and just happened to be dressed in what they were wearing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in that front, too. Can you oh, say this That's my, my alma mater. Or the guy who looks like Peel from Key and Beale. Oh, dude. That guy right behind uh, yeah, the yeah. background. Frankenstein's actor. left shoulder. So who was it? I, I, I was like looking. I just looked up Jordan Peel and he had he didn't do anything until like 2005. So it oh. wasn't him. I mean, like CeeLo Green was one yes. of the henchmen. And like, like why? what's happening here? <laughs> Everybody showed up for this fucking movie. And that's like I've said it before, but like budgetarily, this doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, we were absolutely. talking at the very end about like who got first billing. And I was like, that's insane because Hank Azaria's name popped up first. But I think it was what you, Nick, who was like, oh, no, it must be alphabetical. Well, somebody else name. said it. Okay. Yeah. I said it. Thank you, Ash. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because billing for this movie uh, that casting director would have ripped out all of their hair. It felt yeah. it felt like a a a friends network casting yeah, situation. Yeah. was somebody was pals with it, and maybe Ben Stiller. That's a guy who has a lot of pals. Yeah, so maybe it was That's him true. just like calling all his friends. Maybe like I'm gonna call up you and you and everybody's coming in. Also, we should totally talk about the fact that Hank Azaria is. I feel like he's one of those actors who yeah. is just so underrated, flying under the radar. He is so hilarious. He's really versatile so much better than he gets credit for yeah i don't think absolutely. he gets the recognition which no. character was he blue raja the blue yeah raja. and and also the voice on the radio like the news yeah. announcer who is the same voice as Apu in the simpsons oh really i just assumed that was his job the <laughs> yeah <laughs> as the radio <laughs> the announcer. same character yeah. I, I, yeah. I heard that and i was like oh it's okay like, so oh who's on, on the radio yeah <laughs> i wrote a couple things down real quick and, and i want to point out daleks is the first guest we've ever had to bring a notebook <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i applaud this very dedicated to a movie i've seen before <laughs> <laughs> um when captain amazing and uh, oh uh casanova frankenstein meet up they have these weird, wide tracking shots. And actually, there are shots all throughout this movie that I'm like, now that I know that the director was a commercial guy, I'm mm -hmm. like, this is one gigantic commercial. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of Pepsi endorsement. Yeah. Uh, or product placement, I should say. But it was like, they had such bizarre shots, like close-ups when you were just like, whoa, what are we doing? Like, close-ups for what? Close-ups for what? You know? <laughs> um, and, um, <laughs> Can we make that? Video? Yeah. 
Yes. We need to do that. That'll be something that Ash and this team is working on in the near future. Um, but it was just such a bizarre, like there were just bizarre shots for the sake of like having- the, the finger with the cocaine yes! fingernail oh, as the, like yeah. in the front of the shot as Absolutely. a point of view, the targeting yeah. kind of shot or whatever. Yeah. And there were a lot of situations where it seemed like the audio, not so important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, like they, they, you know what it was? It's probably one of those things where they did like the, the, good clean cut and then like someone outside of the production saw it and was like this doesn't make any fucking sense like (laughs) (laughs) there needs to be more shots and like well we didn't fucking do the post work on all those other shots just just fucking add them in and so like (laughs) they have that in the middle of a scene and then it'll cut suddenly we'll be talking like this and then like cut back and it's fine again and it's like well there's the scene where they were all around the table talking like after they let Janine into their little group Mm -hmm. and like that whole scene just sounded like it was camper audio like the audio was so I, I'm a big fan of <laughs> when they fix story pieces with ADR. Yes. So a little piece of dialogue yeah. that they didn't have in the script and didn't even shoot, they just ADR'd it in later. And if you watch the new Fantastic Four movie, that's one of many reasons why it's a steaming pile of shit. Because <laughs> they stitched I, I it together it. with bits of ADR to make one scene work into another scene. But did that really... <laughs> there was that moment when Ben Stiller is getting on his motorcycle, like... Did that ADR really add anything uh, the to whole that thing moment? About, like, oh, testicles rising. I'm just sick of that whole the whole shtick. Like, like there was a writer who was like, "What's his superpower? <laughs> Farts." And like, <laughs> and that writer was the executive's twelve year old son. <laughs> yeah, and then like they went through this the, this whole fucking script writing, and like there was probably one guy that every time he they brought up the <laughs> fart joke, he's just like. <laughs> And like, <laughs> like, like Gene likes it. Everybody, stay yeah, in. everybody's like Gene laughs. Gene <laughs> thought it was funny. I think yeah. I wrote Pangea is choice. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't really know what I wrote, but it starts with a, <laughs> it starts with the P. There's definitely an is choice in there, and it immediately follows my note, which is a quote, uh, and it says, "The shoveler is hammered." LOL. <laughs> so I was impressed with the fact that you brought a notebook. I'm not so impressed anymore. Your writing looks like Arabic. I like, was in the dark. It was dark. That's how much fun he was having. He switched to Arabic. Guys, it's not his superpower. So. Uh, I'm not a blind writer, uh, nor am I a ghost writer. <laughs> Do you have the spirit of vengeance? <laughs> oh my Do you god! Ghost I'll... ride the pen. A ghost ride the whip. Ghost ride the script. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously though, Spirit of Vengeance Ghost Rider 2 is a fucking amazing film. I, I don't know if I trust your taste in movies. This has been a paid sponsorship. Did you like Ghost Rider 1? No, I did not. Because I really hated it. Yeah, it's really awful. I think the world hated it. Yeah, everybody. And it, So it, where did a second good movie come did from? Did you like totally Ghost Ride the Whip as a movement? <laughs> I did love it as a movie. Yes, that w- I was fully behind. No, the second movie was by the people who did Crank Two, and it had so much oh, less Nick Cage and so much more of a flaming skull, and that was all you needed. Huh. Anyway, kind of what you're there for. Absolutely. So, in a world where we've never seen <laughs> the gag of superheroes that are terrible, like as something that just introduces that concept, like. I think this movie did a good job with that. And I think it was yeah. it was a fun concept. And I think it paid off on that. And it it inspired a lot of people to say, 
that could have been better. And then <laughs> uh, so okay. many more movies were made. This is interesting. Has anybody <laughs> done that concept better? Uh, Kick-Ass. Mark Miller. Yes. Benji Brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy as another one. Yes. I was, sure. I was thinking oh, yeah. like as the they had their big hero scene where they're all in a line walking towards the camera, but kind of looking like doofuses. I could not help but thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, and they kind of did the group hug scenario to defeat the bad guy, right? Like, yeah, in they, Guardians, it yeah. was it was hand but to a much but greater effect. Yeah, in exactly. Guardians. That was like they they did a better job at that same scenario. You know, I just watched Guardians like a week or two ago. Still cry when Peter Quill's mother dies. Still cry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So I guess the only Nick, did you say what you thought about it? I think so. Yeah, because I was okay. saying like. I, I feel like I loved it when I first saw it. I saw it recently and I wasn't so on board, but this time I was really into it somehow. The only one we haven't heard from is good old Bryce. So Bryce, Bryce what did you, you think? think? I liked it. <laughs> Informative. I thought you were going to ask where the aliens were. <laughs> well, yeah. So Thanks for listening to uh, this episode of Rewatch. And thank you, Dalex Miller, for joining us. My heavens. Yeah. Thank you, guys. What a freaking pleasure to laugh with you guys all night. If you're in the L.A. area at all, you should definitely check out The Roadies. You guys mm-hmm. do improv shows at every month. Every Yeah, it how really, it really is it depends. depends. Check the Facebook page. That's Don't you where have a Twitter the... now, too? I made you we sign up for Twitter. do, and I haven't updated it at all. So but what is it? It's, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you and so me. So if you're we're in the LA in 2004 in a phones. world without Twitter, then uh, <laughs> use the Facebook. Hop on the book. Uh, we do post all of our info on the book. Like us there. Uh, Twitter is happening, kind of. Uh, we might even have an Instagram, I think. I don't know. And you could probably check the schedule at, what's the theater? IOS. IOS. IOS, yeah. It's Improv Olympic, but they got... S- a threat to be sued by the Olympics, so it's IO. Well, oh boy, funny. maybe uh, they wouldn't like us mentioning that. Ah, uh, <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> you're not under NDA. But, yeah, right. You can also <laughs> follow Daleks on Twitter. At True, at, uh, Daleks the Alien. D A L E X. That's right. The Alien. Not like the Doctor Who one. Nah, no. But I do. But he is an alien. Come like from the, the Doctor moon. Who one. I am an alien. Thank you guys. Uh, Yes. I'll see you guys at Roadie's shows and listen to my face there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And don't forget, this is part of the Last Dash network of educational content. Wait, no. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's there's other shows, though. Uh, Me and Ash have a drinking show called Let's Drink. Uh, also, an episode with Dolly is coming soon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if it's not already out, I don't know when these things release. Ash, I've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> we lived it. Uh, there's there's another cooking show on there called The Hunger Dames, mm-hmm. uh, where they cook. Thanks. We do. <laughs> we cook nerdy, fun stuff. We have video game parodies. Which you can see Daleks' face all over. It's so true. I'm everywhere. He's in our <laughs> Plans vs. Zombie video. He's in our Cook Bitch uh, Breaking Bad music video. You find He's a good our... comedic actor, you keep that guy. I do. I just keep pulling that thread. Soon to be in the music video Close Up yeah. of what? 
close up for That's what? That's coming in later in 2015. Like I just 16. keep telling Daleks, hey, will you come do this free thing for me? I will feed you food. Um, I am happy to do that. But don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at TV. You can also follow our podcast here on Twitter at Let's Rewatch. And if you ever have any movie suggestions, please tweet them at Let's Rewatch as well. I'm going to do that tonight. You do it. And uh, if you liked, um, once I find my, you like the music on the show that's in the beginning or in the middle. I make that. <laughs> you can find my stuff on uh, breadeagles.com. That's bread, the food, and eagles, the pluralized bird creature. My God, that bird's been pluralized. <laughs> <laughs> and if you Call guys listened to the show and loved it, please give us a five star review on iTunes. And if you didn't love it, lie. <laughs> everybody loves a liar okay so that's it for the show uh next week we'll be watching the master of disguise <laughs> oh no <laughs>